You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to day seven of the World Cup Minute. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. We're just like in full World Cup whirlwind right <laughs> yeah. now. We're hit. We're, I feel like the World Cup Minute's hitting a groove. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I don't know. Is the World Cup kind of hitting a groove? What does a groove mean for the World Cup? I feel like the theme of day seven, apart from Tunisia, Australia, which was. Uh, uh, a, a killing field of predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. The the favored team kind of won um, in expected fashion. Poland beating Saudi Arabia. I think if you may, maybe that's a Eurocentric point of view that you think Poland is the favorite there. France winning and Argentina winning. But I, I feel like it was this was a normal day. This was a normal service <laughs> resuming yeah. sort of a day for the World Cup. Yeah, and uh, I am wearing my uh, my uh, Spurs scarf in tribute to uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, and I suppose Christian Eriksen too, uh, another ex ex Spurs player. Uh, feels feels so long ago now uh, when he was there, but um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think in, in some ways it's useful to have some normal days too. It makes the upsets uh, that much better. Um, as we talked about this earlier in the week, but if you have too many upsets, it kind of undermines the entire uh, idea of an upset. If, if they're just sort of happening all the time, they don't seem super significant. So uh, in general, I think the theme of today was this, the sort of the current superstars reasserting themselves. I mean, uh, Messi did score in the opening match for Saudi Arabia, but that was a losing contest. So I feel like, and it was also a pen. Uh, and I think that the goal he took today right. was sort of- We don't recognize pens on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's a different. It's a different XG. Uh, it's a whole <laughs> different ball of wax. Uh, but Messi take, scoring the pen today from outside the box. You know, took it so quickly that it was kind of hard for um, for Choa to adjust. Mm-hmm. Just sort of snapshot from whatever that ended up being thirty yards away. Or something yeah, like one point. of those shots where you you might call that a worm burner. Where I'm from, a shot mm-hmm. that's just like uh, setting fire to all the worms crawling across the surface of the ground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you hit them true. You hit them right. Even if they're worm burners, they're going in. It's a great, great strike. And, uh, and then they got another. The second goal was great too. Is one of those great goals is fun to watch in slow motion because it was just over the outstretched hands <laughs> of the keeper. No. Those are always, those I, are always I, fun. I, yeah. I love the replays on those goals, um, the far corner goals, because you just watch the shape of the striker's foot, and mm-hmm. it's always. It, to yeah. see that the the contact being made with the ball in slow motion is always so remarkable to see how like the how the foot has to be loose enough but rigid yeah. enough to accept the the physics relationship with the ball but also uh, bend it to its will 
incredible stuff. Great yeah, goal. Love that goal. Great, great goal. And and Messi and then we have Mbappe score uh, brace today. Uh, Mbappe also scored, I think he's, he's in four goals so far. I think he scored two uh, in, in their opening match as well. So he, he, and, and the first thigh goal of the World Cup, uh, which you love to see. Yeah. What were the Vegas yeah. odds on goals scored off quadricep? Can he leave PSG already? It's it's so annoying that he plays in a in a league that is just not competitive, and and so we just don't really ever see any of their ma- PSG just, just walks it practically every year, and so uh, there yeah you know, that that league is just not uh, not full of very compelling matches almost ever, right? They, really, mm-hmm. they didn't even really have any rivals. The, the Monaco thing w- was fun for a while, and they, they sort of faded, and you know Lyon I think won a couple of years ago, but in general it's he's just sort of buried there until they play the, a handful of Champions League matches. And even then, there's only a handful of those handful that really matter, right? Because usually the second or third matches in their their group stage are are relevant because they've already clinched the group. So I would like to see more of Mbappe, even if it ends up being on a a Real Madrid or something like that. It would just be nice to see him play uh, somewhere where the matches are consistently on TV and the stakes are are real. Yeah. uh, Because he's such a brilliant player, and it's it's um, yeah I don't know. So anyway, he he's great as we all know. Uh, Messi, the Lewandowski, finally gets his first World Cup goal. Um, A nice goal too dispossessing the the uh, central yeah defender yeah and, a goal you know, be, uh, befitting poland and their workman historic workmanlike qualities but i it was that was a wonderful goal uh just because of what it means to Lewandowski. but to see yeah. his reaction see a, a guy who has done everything he's accomplished virtually everything certainly in his club career and to see that um, you know, certain things in football still mean something. Obviously, the World Cup is the pinnacle, but yeah, yeah, for him to get that goal and to really just kind of break down and show his human side was was really fun to, to watch. Yeah. I agree, and that that group is just you know the going to the final match. It's it's really wide open, right? You have Saudi Arabia on three, Argentina on three, Poland on three, and Mexico on one. So. Kind of any anyone could still win this group, which is which is pretty exciting. Mexico, I didn't even think they looked that bad today, but it's it's exactly what we spoke about yesterday. It's the problem that the U.S. has, the problem that Mexico has, which is that there's just a real lack of of kind of strength up front. Yeah. And uh, it was you know Raúl Jiménez came on late, but unfortunately Raúl Jiménez's career has been completely derailed by that head injury. He's also getting older. I, 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 there are other there are other things beyond just the head injuries. I think, but I mean, an early thirties striker is not that is. That, I feel like that's a position where you can kind of age into it a little bit, especially if you can do some other things, right? Obviously, we've seen Giroud um, do this both for AC Milan and in the World Cup. And, and I, to me, I think that uh, Jimenez is a really brilliant player. He's not just a uh, you know like a kind of get his head on a ball in the box, right? Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of different things well. But because after that head injury in the Arsenal match, he's just really never been able to to recover, unfortunately. And um, so he comes on late, doesn't really make any kind of difference. And um, yeah, so Argentina now, it's, I mean, Argentina-Poland is, is really an interesting match now. And in Poland, I mean, in some way, Lewandowski gets the goal, but it was also the Wojciech-Szczesny game, right? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, ter- did I say Wojciech correctly? I, I'll never know. But I mean, yeah, you, he, I'm not sure you said uh, Lewandowski correctly, but we can move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, who cares? Uh, I mean, I, they're not listening. Uh, but, you know, he makes the penalty save, makes a couple other good saves in that match as well. He was incredible, um, yeah. And the penalty yeah. save was, I feel like it's rare that you see uh, a juke 
uh, on mm-hmm. a penalty save. Like Chesney goes one way and Jukes one way yeah. and goes the other way. And I yeah, couldn't quite tell if he was reacting to yeah. what he was seeing the striker do um, mm-hmm. or if that was just what he planned. Um, yeah. But then, because you got to be careful not to get off the, off your mm-hmm. line, yeah. right? So it's yeah. a tricky thing. Yeah. yeah. So and and to follow it up with that the double save, which ultimately people think I I, I it was suggested it was moot the double saves Chesney made on that pen because the guy who came in to follow up was actually inside the box as the pen was taken, so it probably would have been ruled out anyway. But it's it's splitting hairs. Real Chesney, time, it's yeah, he he did have an incredible match. Yeah, and and that team really has a lot. I mean, it, it Lewandowski, Lewandowski, just Lewandowski go with alone, what, go with your gut, Josh. Nobody go with my yeah, gut. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, you got my head a little bit there. He uh, Lewandowski alone uh, certainly could win that match for Poland uh, when they play Argentina. There's absolutely no guarantee, in my opinion, that Argentina is going to win that match. Uh, in which case. It could be set up in a really interesting way. If, if mm-hmm. Mexico beats Saudi Arabia, they'd be on four. If Poland beats Argentina, they'd be on six, and Argentina would be out of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's obviously more permutations there as well. If, uh, like, if that match is a draw, uh, then I think Poland would be on what five points. Um, in which case, they mm-hmm. would go. They would go through. Uh, if Poland lose that match, then. Um, I think it would probably come down to goal difference, right, mm-hmm. between them and them and Mexico, depending on what Mexico would do in that in that Saudi Arabia. But Mexico has to win that match, which is certainly not any kind of guarantee. Uh, and Saudi Arabia, I thought, I thought even in this match they looked pretty good uh, in the Poland mm-hmm. match. They certainly didn't seem yeah. like um, that Argentina result was a fluke. So those games are really going to be fun. Those will be played. Um, I think they'll be next Wednesday is when those final Should group be, stage yeah. matches will be played. Group C, chaos. Bring C the stands fun. for chaotic. Yeah, bring in the fun. And then that brings us to Group D. Uh, Group D, you have uh, France, Denmark, uh, and Bappe. We talked about him already. Uh, I was hoping for a point here. Uh, We have uh, some – I I have a a Danish friend that I – uh, that I, I just like, she is really into um, the the Danish dynamite, and I've been mm-hmm. sort of, I sort of adopted them as a like a second team just just for the the fun of it. And uh, when they get the equalizer, it's it's a kind of fun equalizer too. Andreas Christensen, sort of, he's a fantasy anti legend for anyone who plays <laughs> fantasy. The fifty ninth minute yeah. hero, not he, anti hero, mm-hmm. where um, he yep. was perennially getting little knocks that caused him to get yep. substituted right before the 60th minute when the additional time played point for fantasy kicks in. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, gets a nice goal, though. It was sort of, a, I guess it was a it was an Erickson uh, corner, but I don't think he actually scored off the Erickson corner. I think it was headed down to him, and he... He, uh, but, he, but it was kind of a fun goal because he kind of roofs it off the off the headed down. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it was it's a fun goal to, to rewatch, and then everyone was really excited. And then and then Mbappe was just um, he was inevitable, Brandon, much like Thanos. He just uh, could not be could yeah. not be stopped. And so France is uh, I, I, if they're not if they haven't clinched, um, I, there have to be like very few scenarios where they don't get through um, out of Group D. And uh, and then Australia beats Tunisia. Uh, Duke gets the goal, and Australia, who you and I were probably mm-hmm. a little too down on, especially considering who they were, they were, they were, they were, they were playing a, uh, uh, you know, a team that isn't like highly, you know, much ballyhooed either in, in Tunisia. And so, uh, you know, good for them uh, for getting the win. They're certainly not out of it either now, right? There's a chance that Australia could go through as well. And certainly, you know, they, they play, um, I guess they'll play Denmark, right, in the final match. So if Australia beats Denmark, they'll be on six points and they'll, 
they'll go through as well. <laughs> so what do we know? That would be so <laughs> wild. Um, I, I, I doubt that. I can't see that happening. I think Denmark is going to feel aggrieved that they don't have any point, like they don't have a win yet in this yeah. tournament. So um, I would fear, but... If you're an Australian fan and as a U.S. men's supporter, I can identify with this feeling. Like, give me one great result and one great yeah. game that we can at least um, take take from take away from this tournament. And yeah. Australia at least have that. But and, and plus, they have hope. Like to have hope yeah. going into the final match of group play is is quite fun. I mean, you could argue that this France game was a great game. You know, really close, competitive. Yep. They didn't win it, but they they certainly showed to draw even with the World the Cup yep. uh, title holders um, mm-hmm. in in the midst of group play is f- yeah, that's fun. That is yep. absolutely fun as a fan. Yeah, I think if you're if you're a Denmark fan, you can't come out of that feeling uh, I'm disappointed, sure, but not. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like you got um, uh, waxed, housed, trucked, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, whatever Fracked. ed. What is that ed? It's not a gerund. What? what there's a name for all the words that end in ed, Brad. But erectile dysfunction. <laughs> no words that ended ed. Uh, oh, we're both I English see what majors. One of us, one of us should know this, uh, but I can't do it on the spot right no. now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So stakes are really exciting for that group as well. Tunisia still, I mean, Tunisia's on one point as well as Denmark is on one. So they, they play, um, they, you know, they play together, they play against each other in the final match. You'd have to think that France would beat, uh, would beat us or would beat, um, Tunisia. Would, yeah. I'm getting my, I'm getting all my stuff messed up. I had it, I had it right before. We're globe trotting here, Josh. Yeah. Denmark yeah. plays Australia. France plays Tunisia. Yep. I would expect France to beat Tunisia, in which case that Denmark Australia match is for, the second spot in in Group D, so really interesting in there as well. And I think mm-hmm. um, God, it's just setting up so well. All of these groups, I, I yeah. can't believe I have to work uh, to next week, Brandon, because I just want to watch yeah. all of these games. Um, all right, so that brings us to Sunday's matches. Uh, once again, we have four matches. These are the Group E and F, so the um, next to last Sunday and Monday are the final two um, round two matches. Mm-hmm. Feels accelerated, but I guess this is how they always do it, right? I, I think it's usually this this tight. It's mm-hmm. I think it's a little more compressed because of the because um, they're fitting into the club schedule yeah. this year. But um, in some ways, it's 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 there's so much overload eight hours a day. It's like let's just get through it. Yeah, they're they're doing it right. Let's just let's get these matches mm-hmm. played. 
Um, and I wonder, I, I would love to know more about the television scheduling about this. They, they must have decided the first match of the day is the one where they put the kind of least exciting, right? I mean, it, it sort of depends on what time zone you're in. Yeah. I mean, I guess Japan playing at 5 a.m. Eastern time is, is not a bad time for them, right? That's probably mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. That, that in, probably in factors into it as well as like yeah. what nation, like what time slot factors yeah. for particular nations. Yeah. Yeah. And Costa Rica gets to play at like 1 a.m. their time. So great for them. Joel Campbell's family is uh, going to be very tired at work on Monday. Yeah. yeah. So we get to see if Japan can build on what they did in that Germany match. I, Given what we saw from Costa Rica, honestly, we'd expect Japan to win that match. Yep. If Japan's on six, then Germany is really in trouble going into this this Spain-Germany game. They have to win yeah. it, really. They can't even... Even a draw is, is going to put them in some trouble. This is... I mean, I, we just got through talking through groups, what, C and D, about how basically every match has... Virtually every match has stakes. Yeah. This is like a round of 16 match, I think, between yeah. Germany and Spain tomorrow. There are two elite squads... And Germany is playing for their lives, and Spain yeah. uh, is is just playing to playing to qualify. What a game Sunday at two p.m. It's incredible! If you can only watch one game tomorrow, make it that. <laughs> That's one. the that one. Be an amazing game, and the and stakes are so high too. Yeah, right. and there's nothing in my mind that thinks that one team or the other is going to walk away with this. I thought Spain yeah. was incredible in their first match, but I also thought Germany, despite losing to Japan, looked pretty good. They just caught yeah. the raw end of the deal um, and and lost to a better Japan side on the day. I think this match is going to be super fun and tight and down to the wire. And I expect we'll see if I'm thinking usually uh, you set a matchup like that and it finishes one nil. I feel like both teams definitely score in this match, though. I I would think so, too. Uh, I yeah, I, I'm kind of. I don't want to get in the prediction game because um, you start making predictions and you start looking like a like a, a chump real fool, very yeah. very chump very quickly. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is like three one. I, I, it feels like a fair, one way or the other. It's not even clear to me uh, who's who's going to win this match. I mean, it's part of what makes it so fun. Like you said, it feels like a like a real elimination game, which for Germany it kind of is. And then um, yeah, and then again, the stakes are pretty easy for Japan. Win, and you're you're almost certainly through uh, mm-hmm. to the next group stage. So mm-hmm. this is the it's an interesting thing. This is what happens sometimes when you have a a team in the group that is that really just is going to struggle to get even a single point out of that group because it makes all the other games so much more important because you can kind of bank on everyone else getting three points from that match, right? It's a kind of top-heavy, top, well, in theory, it was a top-heavy group with, with Spain and Germany, but because Japan won that match, now they're they're sort of very much in the driver's seat. And um, so anyway, that, I mean, that, this, is, this is why... Um, I mean, this is why it's a cup, right? This is why it's it's not. This is not a like thirty-eight. You know, it's like it's like Man City is almost always going to win over thirty-eight weeks mm-hmm. uh, because of their superior resources. But are you uh, saying over, if Spain wins yeah. the World Cup, it's going to be like when Crash won the Academy Award? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I would say that'd be more like if Japan wins the World Cup. I think. That <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other matches, I, I am really. Very, very curious. There's another match on, on Sunday that I'm really curious about, which is Croatia-Canada. And I thought that Canada looked really good in the Belgium match. Uh, came away with nothing from it, unfortunately. And they play a Croatia team that uh, is only on, is only on one point themselves. 
have this kind of aging veteran roster. Um, the, th- the theme again and again is you and I talking about age on this this World Cup minute. I have no idea why. Getting too old um, for this. Getting too old. For, I don't, who knows? Yeah. But they have, I mean, I mean, Luka Madras is like our age, you know, so it really. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, God like, forbid people yeah. start talking about our age versus the average age of <laughs> yeah. podcasters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I I would love to see, I, I, I will, I will, even though I like this Croatia team, I will be unabashedly pulling for Canada in this match. Um, I really thought they they, um, performed extremely well in the match against Belgium and and just really kind of, I don't know, bad luck, or maybe they played a little tight uh, when they were in front of goal. I mean, this is the best team they probably ever had, and so Mm -hmm. um, they were probably a little, came in, you know, flew over their skis a little bit. And I would kind of, honestly, I kind of expect Croatia to win this match, to be honest, just yeah. because of how, how tough they are and how much they've been through. And it's just, this team knows how to win, right? This is a, this is a, this is a World Cup finalist team. So it's... Yeah. Uh, either they not, not use that experience. Yeah, either they use that experience to take advantage of Canada and um, just crack the safe. Or they're, yeah, they are over the hill and, and Canada can just run in there yeah. and... I yeah I I also am rooting for the Canada narrative writ large. We talked about this when Canada lost to Belgium, where they even though they have been in one other World Cup, they failed to uh, land a single point in group yep. play. So I would love I want I want justice for Alfonso Davies, who's a great player. I'd love to see him get uh, a retribution for that miss pen, and I'd yep. love to see Canada just make history. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would love to see that too. That's that's certainly what I'm pulling for. But mm-hmm. the fact that we don't, I, it's not clear to me. I, I, you know, my guess is just that Croatia wins. But I think this is actually a match that um, has a sort of interesting contrast in, in terms of um, the style as well. I think that Canada is going to probably try to do what they did against Belgium, which is to just crash. Uh, you know, to use a hockey metaphor, right? Like to sort of crash the glass, right? Mm-hmm. And just like sort of go 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 after them uh, right from the start and try to and try to blitz them. And you know, the problem was with Bel- and it almost worked against Belgium. Probably should have. And uh, then maybe it wouldn't have mattered if they'd run out of gas a little bit because they mm-hmm. they could have played a more defensive style. The problem was if you if you you know really take it to the other team and you don't score then you are in a really tricky yeah. spot because you still need to score a goal and uh, you waste all your energy in the first half. And they don't really have a ton of, uh, of team depth. So okay. if Canada doesn't get a goal in the first 45, I'd be a little worried about um, them getting even a, even a point out of this match. So let's see. It should be really exciting, though. And uh, the other match on Sunday is Belgium-Morocco. And Belgium did not look great, I thought, in the Canada match. They came with three points, but you and I talked about this after they played. It was a, it was not a very cohesive performance. Kevin De Bruyne didn't look very impressive. Um, I, I don't know how much on having Lukaku is is affecting things. It's sort of so again, apparently club, Lukaku's club, club, club back football. in training. Back uh, in training. Okay. If that is if that is true to the point where he's fit to start, that is game altering for Belgium because he is such a a presence as a target yep. man and would probably help De Bruyne a bit. Yeah, De Bruyne acknowledged that he didn't have a very good game. He was actually given the man of the match by the World Cup. Really? And as he was, you know, in the post-match uh, interviews, uh, he said, I don't know why I was given this award, probably because <laughs> of my name. Because uh, he was, he's probably the most... How about Toby Alderweireld? I mean, keeps it, <laughs> keeps a clean sheet and threads a pass over 20 players uh, for the opening goal. I'll tell you what, Josh, I'm with yeah. you on that one. Uh, uh, Toby, 
Let's have you. Let's have Toby as a guest on the pod. Yeah, and talk he to him gets the one. always cheating man of the minute. We should start giving those out, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll start doing that for the elimination games, uh, and we'll send them a uh, you know a, a always cheating mug or something like that. Give, give me give me Kevin DeBrenner's home address. Um, so that uh, let's let's see what what Belgium can do in that match. And, yeah. and Morocco didn't didn't play that that bad in their, their opening match either. And so I, I think this is another. This is just a fun. It's a fun day. Uh, I'm lo- really looking forward to all of the games tomorrow. It's a great weekend slate. Today's were too. Honestly, they were all. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's been a fun world cup. I'm enjoying myself. I am experiencing, um, I think the feeling is happiness, Brandon. You'll have to, you'll have to vouch for me on this. I'm not sure what I'm feeling right now in my heart, but my heart feels light and uh, yep. that, that feels good. You're feeling, yeah. you're feeling something. I will, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you that this tournament is succeeding despite itself. Like there are so many grievances to have with, uh, Qatar and, 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 yes, and the tournament, We've taught, we've 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 touched upon that many times, but despite all of yeah. that, I couldn't agree more. The players, the the play, the team staffs, the managers have all shown up with the intention of giving us some some great football. And thank yeah. you, we we are grateful for that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And obviously, you know, we are, um, um, you know, the rainbow lace. I mean, it's just it's just terrible. I mean, I just you know going. Having the World Cup in a country that's anti-gay and anti-women is just, on its face, an absolutely disastrous thing to do. And uh, we really um, think it's terrible. But uh, that's that commentary is is being made by a lot of people who are uh, more informed and more intelligent on this mm-hmm. issue than us. And so we're trying to, I wouldn't even necessarily say stay in our lane, but just kind of provide a, a more um, games-based approach to this podcast, right? Like, yeah. who's play, who just played... Who's playing tomorrow? Keep it light, and then and then please seek out some of the other commentary because there's some really great stuff out there. Sure. Well. well, yeah, it's like uh, casting casting your vote as a way of saying nobody wants this. Not even the plebs like us, Josh. Nobody wants right. this Qatar crap. So <laughs> no, you know. that's true. Nobody. Yeah, it's not like there's like a <laughs> whole even us. host of countries out there that are thrilled <laughs> that it's there. You know, it's just uh, it's just the people who got bribed, yeah. right, to give them the World Cup. So anyway, uh, we 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 slipped we slipped a little real world talk in there, Brennan. But I think that's that's appropriate every now and then. Yeah. So uh, really looking forward to tomorrow's games, and then whew, Tuesday, Brennan. That the match just it gets closer and closer. Super excited. Absolutely, about it. the butterflies are uh, are, sw- are yeah. swirling. They're starting to swirl. Can't wait. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.